0: Chapter 72 What do you mean she's coming to stay? Steve didn't know where to look. He knew what Amy was going to say and he couldn't disagree with any of the valid objections she was going to come up with. Dad, before I leave here and go back to mum's, I think it's time you told me two things, in any order. Firstly, what does the word rehabilitation mean to you? And secondly, who the fuck is Isla. Amy would need some convincing that this was the best rehabilitation Steve could ask for. She didn't feel it was unreasonable to be concerned by the unexpected change of pace in her dad's lifestyle, but she had a right to know more. What was inside his soul? Steve couldn't justify not opening up any longer. Amy was his absolute world and she deserved answers. Moreover, he wanted to tell her. My darling girl. I love you so much and being a father has been the most important thing in the world to me. You were the reason I held on to my sanity after New York because being your dad is the best and most wonderful thing I've ever done. And since then, I've tried to keep making the right decisions and doing whatever it took to firstly keep our family together and since I failed to do that, to keep you front and centre of every subsequent decision. I know that, Dad. You've been amazing. But where does the Sila come into it? Did you have an affair? Steve didn't answer her question. He needed time to think. No. That's not me. In fact, it's quite the reverse. When Isla and I met, your mum and I weren't even together. But the idea of not being the best dad I could be when you were born meant I made an agreement with myself that I had to do whatever I could to make sure we stayed together. I thought that it would be the best thing for you, and looking back, I still think that it was a good decision to make. Maybe it wasn't, but I stand by my choice. I figured all this out, Dad. This isn't news, but what has this got to do with Isla? Once again, who is she? Steve explained how they had met and they had spent time together and what had happened in New York and how the tragedy of nine eleven had destroyed their relationship which had taken on such a significant role in his heart. Although their contact over 23 years covered a handful of meetings with nothing since September 2001, there was a significance, a longing. It was unfulfilled and regretful, but Isla was the woman who was there when he was alone, desperately struggling with the haunting images of the crash, the dust, the smoke, the explosion and the bodies that he saw fall. The dust-covered, ghost-like faces wandering the streets of Lower Manhattan for eternity haunted him. The pain never left him and Isla was at the heart of it. Remembering that he needed convalescence, Stee lay on the sofa that was baked in the warm afternoon sun. Amy saw him drifting off and moved out of view so he could rest. Isla would call when she got there, so she lifted her dad's phone off the coffee table and put it in her pocket. There was nothing more she could do, even if there was a case for her to interfere. This was more important to her dad than the rules of convalescence. She found the spare keys for the next door flat and went to check that it was indeed empty and if anything needed doing. The last thing she would allow was her father's medical isolation to be disturbed, and if that meant they talked to each other across the hallway between the flats, then that's how it would be. Before she finished preparing the neighbor's flat, Steve's phone rang. Hello, Isla. This is Amy. Are you near? I'm outside. Is your dad there? You made good time. But look, he's been asleep for a while. You understand I won't wake him just yet. He's been really sick. I understand, Amy. There was nothing on the road, so I raced it all the way. I'll take a walk for a while. Don't be silly, Isla. I'll come down and let you in. Amy wanted to meet Isla. She was the most important thing in Steve's world. Isla felt no hostility from Amy, but she didn't detect any warmth either. She had no idea what Steve had told his daughter about her, if anything at all. Having let Isla into the building, the woman walked upstairs, neither of them overly motivated to break the familiar silence that continued to envelop the country. While they were eager for this initial meeting to be pleasant, it was going to be awkward and secretly both were eager for Steve to quickly wake up. Amy showed Isla into the neighbor's flat. They sat on the opposite chairs, conscious of the distancing requirements that they had already broken. Dad said you, how did he put it again? Shared time a while back? yes something like that not that much time but back then your dad had a sudden and amazing impact on me i've always cared very much for him despite not seeing him for a long time isla couldn't find the appropriate words to describe what happened in new york how do you say since he went to pieces from seeing bodies fall from the sky since he lost his mind witnessing the deaths of three thousand people how do you put that stuff into words i know Mum said he was never the same after that last new york trip The awkward reference to Greta was inevitably going to come, but Isla had not expected it so soon, or for it to come from Stee's daughter. It hung in the air like a noxious fart that wouldn't break up. It killed the pleasantries. As the late afternoon sunshine turned to early evening dusk, the women found enough common ground to make small talk easier. Isla explained what had happened to her over recent weeks, saving the bits about Jacob for another lifetime. There was no reason to revisit that shit today and the story may give the impression that she was a loser who was only one step away from the streets. Amy talked about the business but their individual loyalty to the snoozing man in the adjacent flat meant neither wanted to give away too much. Food was a guaranteed way to break any silence or period of awkwardness. Amy ordered in from one of the few takeaway places still delivering and as Amy's phone buzzed with a notification from Domino's that the driver was downstairs carrying out a socially distanced drop-off, they heard Stee calling. Amy wandered downstairs to get the pizza and told Isla to surprise Stee. Not too close though, Isla, please. Having just lost both of her parents, Isla was not taking any chances. She was so close to seeing Stee after all this time, she'd have worn a full hazmat suit if Amy had asked. As she quietly opened the door, she looked around the spacious room which overlooked South Common, recognising the room from the article. She heard the voice from her past, his voice. Are you there, darling? Is Isla, Stee? That's what I meant, Tyler. Whether I said it or not, you've always been my darling. For the second time in the last few hours, Isla burst into tears, this time at a loss for any appropriate words. Although he had lost weight since the picture in the paper was taken, Steve was an older spit of the man she met twenty three years ago. He had the same warm smile, kind eyes, and was still so bloody attractive. Amy appeared at the door with the pizzas and saw her dad and the virtual stranger in tears. She knew when to leave, and taking half of one pizza, disappeared towards the neighbour's flat. Again, Dad, please don't get too close. Isla nodded, but Steve was more sarcastic in his response to the reverse parenting. Cheers, mum. Steve and Isla didn't hear her response. They were transfixed by the first view of each other in a lifetime.